You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I think sometimes we can get lost in why we're doing it. You know, like we just, it's the shoot and click and shoot and click. And it's like, well, you know, we're actually making an imprint of something that is going to last forever. And once you get that in your brain, you just, your value goes through the roof. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Chris Robinson with Chris R. Portraits, and I first learned about Chris because she's a total positive force within the SBE community and in our Sue Bryce Education Facebook group. She's just such a lovely person who gives that same positive energy to her clients. So while Chris started her photography business in 2012, she had a really traumatic accident that made her do just a total reframing of her business, and she's been on the rise since then. Thank you again so much for listening to another episode of the portrait system, and please enjoy Chris's story. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for being here on the portrait system podcast with me. Hello, lovely Nikki. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I, I realize how early it is for you since you're in Australia. What time is it right now? It's about 5 18. That's oh, wonderful. <laughs> We're always so grateful for our Aussie and Kiwi friends who are like on the other side of the world who do this very early. (laughs) It's actually good because it's giving me a kick up the bum to get up earlier. Yeah, yeah. Every so often, I guess it's a good thing. I'm not much of a morning person, so I'm always like, (laughs) me either. (laughs) Cool. Okay, so I'm excited to hear your story today. I know we've been online friends for quite a while now, and I've never actually really heard your story from start to finish. So this was this is just as fun for me as it is for the listeners. I think. Sure, sure. So, where do you want me to start? (laughs) You know, why don't you start? I always like to start with what people did before photography, just to give our listeners an idea of, you know, just a variety of of things that people have done and then transitioned into photography. So start there. Sure, sure. So I'm a singer. I've pretty much sung in different pubs, clubs, weddings, um, functions since I was 19. So that's pretty much every weekend. And I love doing that. I thought I was going to have a career in music and I was going to be a famous singer, but I don't really have the personality for it. Wait, so, okay. Um, yeah. H- hang on, hang on, hang on. So who, who did someone tell you you don't have the personality for it? Because you have the most beautiful personality and you're just so fun. And, you know, the, the songs and the things that you've posted on Facebook or Facebook Live, like I'm just wondering, did someone tell you that? Uh, I think why I did music in the beginning was like I started singing when I was five and it was – a tool just to express myself. So I don't know, by the time I got into my teens and whatnot, I mean, so I guess I'm a woman in my 40s, so I'm 44. And as I look back and go through those times when I was doing different singing gigs and whatnot, you know, I had different people say, too fat, too skinny, too old, too young. You know, you just have those other people's limitations, I guess, come on you and and I just kind of, you know, had a couple of people say, oh, you know, your songs aren't very good. And I'm sure at the time they weren't very good. Yeah, no, I think to be a great singer, you have to have a bit of a me, me personality. And I don't mean to say that mm. in any, mm-hmm. you just, you want people to go, you know, look at me, this is what I'm doing, you know, like love me. And I'm a bit more like the wizard where I, I'm a bit more behind the scenes with singing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't seem like the look at me, look at me, look at me kind of girl. You seem more like you are one of the things I've noticed about you is you're very complimentary of people. Like you find the best in what they say and do and really make people feel special. And again, it's not like we've ever even met in person. This is just everything (laughs) I've learned from you just, you know, meeting you online. So yeah, I guess that makes sense for sure. That's a super nice compliment. And I appreciate that. And I also, um, you know, I'm a strong believer that if you feel like there's something lacking in your life, that you should give it. So that's why I love sharing the love. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you do. You do a lot of it. You know, and, and I'm also wondering, was that all you were doing? Not all. I mean, that's a lot. Just singing <laughs> every weekend. But it, as far as like paying the bills, was that your only job? Uh, so I'm kind of like 
a doorstop. So I'll, I'll get a job and I'll kind of stay there for a long time. So I'm singing ever since I was 19. And then I was working for a building certifying company for 10 years. And that was an office admin job. So I was the front desk there. And then on the weekends, I would go off and do singing. Before that, I was working in pubs, you know, just working in pubs to supplement singing. And it was a good lifestyle. And then I was like, well, I'm singing in pubs all the time. So I don't want to be working in them. And then I just went into the corporate world and I was thought, no, 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 this is really not for me. But I come from, I mean, I know you're a social worker and I love listening to your stories. And I come from a family of social workers. My mum was a social worker. My brother's a social worker. My sister's a social worker. And I was just like, you know, I've been around enough men who have just come out of prison and, and different situations that I thought, you know what, I don't want to go down that track. I just didn't want to kind of be dealing with people that were depressed and had issues for the rest of my life. So right. I took a different path. And then, yeah, so when the singing, I, I kind of had an opportunity. I, I did some recordings and had an opportunity to get a small deal in, I think it was like Southern America with a small label. And I just, I felt obviously from possibly limitations I'd taken on from other people. I was too old. I was 30. No one was going to come with me in my band. And I just kind of chickened out. So in 2011, my mum got, she was diagnosed with cancer and she passed away six weeks later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was very quick and I was sitting at my job and I was singing on the weekends and it, you know, that six weeks was crazy because I was going to the hospital and being with her and then trying to do my job and then trying to go to gigs and I'd crawl up in the corner at gigs and have a sleep. Well, I hadn't had any sleep all night. And and I just kind of, you know, when you lose someone very close to you like that, you kind of just reassess where you're at and everything. And I just thought, what is it that I really want to do? And I thought, well, maybe I should pursue psychology because you know, it's kind of in the family. And I thought, oh, well, I want to take it further and I want to become a psychologist. And I was like, no way, that's going to take like 10 years. And if I fail, I'll have to repeat it. And it just seemed like such a long haul. And then I'd be like this psychologist with different color socks on, just talking to people about their problems all day. <laughs> and, I thought, and I just thought, no, I won't do that. And that's when I, I thought about photography and I thought about, you know, I thought about pictures that I didn't have when I was a kid. There's like maybe one photograph of me and there's one really dark blurry photograph of my mum and I. And I just kind of thought, well, she was the photographer in the family. She would take photos. We all sucked, but she kept a documentation of anything that was in the family. And I just thought, well, I'll go to college. I'll quit all my jobs. I just made the decision. I was like, I'll keep my singing work. I'll quit my job after 10 years. And I took a a bottle of um, uh, I was either tequila or or vodka to my boss, and walked into his office and said, you know, thank you so much for having me for ten years, but I feel I've got to go off and do <laughs> and you, something. You're like, cheers to finding someone as good as I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he was really he was a, he is an introvert because I was so kind of loud and on the front desk and whatnot. And he was like, oh, you know, God, what am I going to do without you? And I'm like, you'll be fine, you know. Yeah, you know, I was very grateful to to him and to them because I just had that job for such a long time and it was, you know, just a, a good supplement to my singing. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to go off to photography. So I looked into it. I quit my jobs. I was the first girl in my family to go to college, which I'm really proud of. And did it full time. I was the oldest person in the class at 35. So as you can imagine, the youngest person was like 17 <laughs> and drove me crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I learned so much more after college, but that ties into where I discovered Sue pretty much. So I can continue on with where I discovered Sue, if you like, and share that story. Or- yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in how you discovered Sue and, you know, how that sort of changed the next, you know, trajectory of your life, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. So I was doing the course. I was loving it, obviously learning at college. At at that time, I was learning a lot more about, 
I don't know, they don't really teach you about business. They teach you about everything but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, lighting and different. Well, actually, it was good because it was a bit of everything. But my lighting teacher actually said, you know, there's this woman, she's taking portraits of other women. She's creating these beautiful portraits. They're really contemporary. They're gorgeous. And and she's really great. And her name's Sue Bryce. And you should check her out, you know. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. You know, it sounds, at that point, I didn't know what direction I was going to go in. I had the family and kids on my brain because that's what kind of moved me over to photography and thought that's what I, I do. And then I looked at some of her stuff online and I don't know if it was creative live or if it was maybe just her thing, but she like literally had a camera on a, she was taking photos with a camera and then she had like a, a tripod and I think maybe a video camera taped to it and she was taking photos and filming at the same time and like doing all the classic Sue stuff, you know, mm-hmm. baby smile, smile of the eyes, drop the lip and just, you know, talking all the time. It's so commanding and I was just like, this chick is just, she's hardcore, phenomenal, <laughs> you know, and I thought and I just really resonated with her and then once I kind of got into the creative live stuff, that's when I, she really took off for me because she was teaching a lot about self-value and I think that was everything for me. That was just, you know, learning how to take 100% responsibility and accountability, work on your shit or your stuff, as they say, and Mm -hmm. your BS, your belief systems. And so I really resonated with that side to her. And then, yeah. Yeah. So you were just starting photography at this point, right? When you discovered Sue? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times when I interview people, you know, they've kind of been a photographer, feeling burned out, feeling burned out, feeling burned out because they're not charging enough at Mm -hmm. all. Then they discover Sue and they make changes. And then it's like, okay, wow, this is amazing. Like I can actually create a good living and a good income doing this. Did you decide then as you're, you know, watching and learning from her, you know, you're going to start with her business model or how did, you know, how did you go from there? Because it's, it's usually people eventually find Sue, but it sounds like you found her first. I did. I was very lucky. I actually feel really lucky as a whole. I found lots of great photographers, her, Kelly Brown, Julia Keller, Anna Brandt, because I was doing family newborn. I thought, oh, I'm going to go family newborn, but I want to add Sue's business model and I want to add the hair and makeup. So I wanted to give the full pamper session to mums so they right, come in yep. and of course that sounded all great in theory and then like anything that someone could do wrong I did wrong but I had the really good groundings and good teachings from all of those great photographers so a lot of the pullback or pushback I had was from external people okay so I was kind of okay with you know putting those systems in place and charging those prices and like I was obsessed. I just kind of just watched them all for pretty much from 2012 to 2015. And I had to kind of shut everyone else's like, oh, you can't charge that. Or, you know, that's, that's insane. Or you can't do that. Or, you know, all of those things. And I was, I had to really work on that, but I wanted, so I wanted to integrate Sue's model and do family newborns. And then I got I started working with a friend, a hair and makeup artist who was a friend, and at that point I didn't, not that I'm a people pleaser because I don't believe that I am, but I just found it really hard to say this is what I want, you know, do this and make it happen. Everything that Sue says, like she teaches everything to the T and I just had Mm -hmm. to work on, you know, work on my self-value and whatnot. And then I, I kind of, I found it really hard to, communicate with my hair and makeup artist so in my first session like I was doing everything right I just charging you know not not to Sue's levels prices at that point but I was nelly there but I skimped on things I skimped on the boxes I skimped on all these you know buying the products and getting the best of everything because I was worried about what everyone was saying to me it was like you can't charge that mm-hmm. or not so Yeah, so I just kind of took a step back from that and I thought, all right, so what do I want to do? Do I want to keep going on with this, 
this kind of Sue's whole method or I really wanted to just go into portraits and that's what I wanted to do. But again, yeah. I was like, yeah, but can I make money? I had the pressure of, well, I've quit my job. I've only got my singing job. What's going to make money in photography type thing? So you're, you're like, instead of newborns, families, that sort of thing, you're thinking like more of just portraits of women and like professional portraits and that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, personal branding, portraits of women, the whole you know, but at that point, I just didn't, I didn't have the self-value myself. I had to do the work, basically. Mm-hmm. And that came down to just going, all right, well, I'm, that's when I veered off. So in my first sale, I sold my highest package to a lady that said, don't tell my husband, <laughs> you know, like, I want this, but don't <laughs> tell my husband. And I was like, no problems. Right. We can work that out. That's not a problem. I took it to her house. Uh, she gave me the money, but you know, I just, it just wasn't up to par. I didn't have, I just bought these boxes that weren't very good and, and whatnot. So then I was like, okay, I veered off then and went to do just family and kids. I thought, all right, I'm just going to focus on the newborns and whatnot. And the first couple were just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> this is crazy. And then I fell in love with it after maybe four or five sessions and I really fell in love with it. I was watching, you know, Kelly Brown, Anna Bryant, Julie Keller, and I went to a different package system. Mm -hmm. But I had Sue's teaching. I was watching Sue's teachings the whole time because she was giving me all the self-value work. So, you know, she she was just in my head just going, all right, this is your prices, say it and shut up. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, so I was doing quite well, but then, you know, I was like editing just everything, everything day and night, you know. So I was working my self-value, that was going well. I was charging accordingly, that was going well. I was getting clients. I was getting a lot of different word of mouth clients back in 2012 to 2015. Social media was really great for me. I was editing way too much, probably still edit way too much. I can still hear Sue in my head saying, (laughs) stop editing, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) But I was also doing so my partner is a video editor and he would throw me corporate work. So I was doing corporate work for different companies, like big companies in Sydney. So I was juggling the two, which was great because I actually like the two different styles, but I was just... I was by, I was way more off than I can chew. Yeah, yeah. And then in 2015, the universe just went, here's a P-plater driving an SUV. I'm going to throw that into your body to make you stop and reevaluate everything. As in like you got hit. <laughs> yes, the universe threw an SUV at my body while I was on a crossing. <laughs> wow, you got hit by an SUV. Yeah. Like not when you're driving, like walking. No. No, wow, Chris. I was in a stupor. I was I was late for a job with a client. I'd promised it a f- probably about three or four days earlier. I would. I was failing. I wanted to go and get biscuits to take to my client. I'd finished the job. It was a christening. It was about six thirty at night. I went to get biscuits because I like to give a present when I take the product over. I'd done way too much editing with it. Uh, so I went to buy the biscuits and then my head, my brain was just like, I've got to get to my client. I have to get to my client. And then as I was walking back across the crossing where I lived, which was literally um, the crossing was underneath my apartment, I was about to walk and a car was coming one way and he was just flying down the street and he wasn't going to stop. So I waited for him. And then as I've gone to go, the car on the other side just come and collected me and Took me about two meters up the road and wow, yeah, damaged my my pelvis, two discs in my lower back, two in my neck, and nerve damage down the left side of my body, and that made me stop <laughs> and reevaluate everything. I did rehab for a couple of years, and then when I came back into business in two thousand and eight, I had a much clearer. I was just like, no, nah, I'm just going to go back to Sue. I'm going to do it by the book. I'm going to shoot what I want, and then pretty much the whole landscape of social media had changed. I wasn't getting bookings from social media anymore. Ads were in and it was just like, oh, my God, what has been going on since I've been out of action, you know, and I was a bit a bit lost in it all. 
Well, I can imagine. I mean, that's like, especially when you're going through a lot of pain and physical rehab and all of that, you know, I guess it really does make you (laughs) miss out on things and then have to reevaluate. And yeah, I can imagine. But it sounded like at that point, like you had more clarity in what you wanted to do. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I did. And I just thought, okay, well, you know, it's time now to put my big girl pants on and just kind of, you know, honor and value what I want to do. And of course, that led me to photographing rescue cats because <laughs> when I got back into photography, I was too scared to get I was too scared to photograph children or anyone's babies because I did have a lot of sensation. I, I don't use the word pain because I don't like it. Um, but mm-hmm. I I I just call it sensation and of course if you're photographing a baby I mean you anyone who's a photographer knows what kind of work is involved into that it's just insane use a lot of swaddling you down on on your your hands and knees for hours and you know that's not even dealing with the parents that's just the kid (laughs) right (laughs) right it's it is it is physically intense work babies and families yeah it it truly is I never photographed babies well I tried once but that was all it took but I used to photograph families a lot and I stopped doing it a long time ago actually and I just got an inquiry for a session and the family's beautiful but there's like four kids and a dog and you know I'm I'm this close to saying yes and I'm like what am I doing I know I'm gonna be miserable like (laughs) because they want outdoor and you know it's just it's so much work and every time I take one I'm like why did I accept this job you know so it's it is. And a lot of it, like you said, is that physical pain. So I can imagine having, you know, being rehabilitated from being hit by a giant vehicle. It makes you question that. It did. And, and I was very reticent to hold someone's baby. And if I had a flare up and and if I dropped the baby or whatnot. So it was like, well, I just, I need to change. I need to kind of sit down and really, really reevaluate where I'm at. And then I was taking my cat to the vet and she's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a photographer, but I'm not working at the moment. And um, she's like, oh, do you think you want to photograph some of the rescue cats? And I was like, oh, I don't know, Um, you know, a bit kind of scared too. And she's like, oh, just, you know, give it a try. And, And I did and I fell back in love with it and that actually gave me a platform to just get comfortable with my camera again. Mm -hmm. Then after that I was like, I got in contact with my local council and just started building relationships with people in in different areas and because I had to look more onto the networking side of things as opposed to social media because I was like, oh, God, I'm going to go and have to learn how to reuse social media because I'm just not getting the bites. And I still don't, I still haven't got my head around it now. I'm a bit like, I, I don't mean to say a bit like you in the fact that anything that you do is wrong, but I'm like... I, the marketing side of things and the social media side of things and all of that, I literally, I can do it and I know I'm quite good at it, but I hate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a tricky thing. I mean, and it's ever changing. I mean, we keep getting introduced to these new platforms. Like now it's TikTok. And I'm like, if I have to manage <laughs> one more platform, like I'm done. Like it's, it is, it's, it's ever changing, especially if it's something you don't enjoy doing. Have you ever considered outsourcing it? Or are you not to the point where you would want to do that yet. Yeah, no, I'm definitely getting to that point. But, you know, I just think I have to have everything in a row, everything ready to do that. I just get so overwhelmed with mm-hmm. with that. So I'm definitely working on that stuff this this year has been – or this year was my year. I'm, like, going, this year is my awesome year. And, I, like, quite frankly, it has been great. There's been some really great – points in it but you know I, I was have saved my money I was coming to portrait masters it was all just about to blow up this year and it did mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it sure it sure did didn't it yeah it sure did and it must have needed to in some areas as well so you know things are happening yeah. for reasons yeah you, you, you we have to think that right yeah <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> Well, and to your point about where you said on social media, you feel like everything has to be right and have your ducks in a row and all mm-hmm. of that. If it helps you at all, my ducks are like <laughs> like wild ducks. They are all over the lake. They're not paying attention. You know, like none of them are together. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think I think people think you need to be more 
organized and everything, then you really do. Like sometimes I'm, I'll look at my thing. I'm like, what haven't I posted about in a while? Okay, I'll post something. Oh, I haven't posted a photo of me in a long time. Oh, haven't posted, you know, a mother daughter shoot. Okay, I'll do that. I mean, that's about as structured as I get. So I, I just don't want people to feel like everything has to be absolutely perfect because it doesn't. It's, I'm not saying yeah. my social media is, you know, the best thing I'm ever. I'm loving your social media. Like you just look like Miss Beach Girl 2020, like on your lake and with your beautiful kids. Oh and my just- gosh. <laughs> Thanks to just having moved to a lake and then we get quarantined and there's nothing else to do. That's <laughs> that's the place to be know, though, 100%. Like, yeah. But I don't think you give yourself enough credit with your social media because you seem to be really on top of it. So if you feel like you aren't, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, no, no, that's a that's a fair call. And I think I get a lot of inspiration from Sue with just, you know, what to say. And it's really helps me. Like I, I did a post just the other day, which I was really lucky. I got all my newborn stuff together and I thought, no, I've got to get rid of it because if I don't get rid of it, it's going to keep calling me back in. So I put it all in bags. I put it out halfway nearly out of the house and then I put this post up the other day and it was literally basically you know Sue talks about you know what photos will you find when you look you know will your children find of you when they look for them basically and I just thought what about us what about me what about you know the woman that hasn't been in photos for a while or the or the guy that hasn't been in photos for a while for whatever reason whatever they're going through and I thought I'm just going to put a post up for all of us and say, you know, what will you find of yourself mm-hmm. in this time, you know? And I got this wonderful, gorgeous woman contact me and she said, I read your post and this was organic. So I haven't paid for any ads or done any of that. Although I did go and do a seminar to learn and I'm still learning, but she responded back to me and she said, you know, I saw your post. She said, and I thought, I just want to celebrate myself in this time right now. She said, I've been so depressed. I've been suicidal. She said, I just want one gorgeous photo of myself that I can put on my wall that I can see myself smiling. And I was like, "Wow, well, you know, you've come to the right chick. I said, we can do that. And then she's like, oh, you know, I've lost five children. I've had five miscarriages. She actually had four miscarriages. She had, had a set of twins, but she said, I've had, I've lost five babies and I've had a doll made up to look like one of my babies. And I was like, okay. She goes, well, do you think you would take some photos of me with my doll? She said, I've contacted other photographers and they've said that they won't photograph me, like photograph me with a doll. And I was like, well, at first that's not cool. You know, that's obviously them projecting their own feelings for whatever reason onto you and mm-hmm. You know, we're a service provider and that's what we do. And I said, that's, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. So I said, absolutely, we can do that. And, and then we, we chatted for about two hours. We talked about all of the photos that we create. We said, we can do a maternity shoot because she never had any maternity photos. We can do a maternity shoot for every child. We can do beautiful poses of you holding. I said, I can make Lincoln look like all of your children. <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's amazing, can you? And I said, you know, we can do it. So it's like you looking down on them and at the the end of it, I just made her a collage basically of Mm -hmm. all of her maternity shoots on the top, all of her with her baby, just intimate shots in the bottom, and then one at the top of her looking down on her babies and then one of her at the end blowing a kiss to them and sending them off. And I wanted them all to go so, like, they were heading off into the heavens. Wow. It was so amazing. I don't think I'll ever work with real babies ever again. (laughs) I mean, and I think it was such a cathartic healing experience for her. I know it was so humbling for me and just really put me in my shoes and just kind of went, you know, this is amazing what we do for people. And if, if someone wants a photograph like that and they want to do it with a doll to a chicken to a donkey, it's whatever, you know, we, we're there to provide that. And she's just been loving on herself. She's absolutely loving yeah. on herself right now. She bought a massive big framed print of her and her last daughter. So she she gave birth to Harper and Harper passed away the day after she was born. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then I just wow. took I took um, the most gorgeous smiling. She got looking so gorgeous and she's she messages me all the time. She's booked in another two shoots. 
and she spent $3,500 with me. So, you know, you just never turn anybody away ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think really what it comes down to is listening to what your client wants. Yeah. And if that's something that you feel comfortable with, then, then going for it because, you know, you've got a lifelong client now and, and, and I could see how maybe some people would feel uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would have done it personally. I personally would have, but I mean, everyone's got their own, like you said, has their own feelings and issues and whatever, you know, it can vary obviously from person to person, but it sounds like what you did that it seems like one of your superpowers is making someone feel cared for and listened to and, you know, just to feel loved. And I think that that's super important when it comes to providing service, If you know, that that is what you're really good at and that that's what shines when it comes to someone booking a shoot with you. Yeah, I hope so. I do because I think sometimes we can get lost in why we're actually, why we're doing it. You know, like we just, it's the shoot and click and shoot and click and it's like, well, you know, we're actually making an imprint of something that is going to last forever. And once you get that in your brain, you just, your value goes through the roof, you know. But, um, you know, she was definitely special. And I, I have to say, you know, when I did talk about it with people, they I had very mixed reactions. So I do understand that people have their own feelings, but I think sometimes you just have to detach from what you feel to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause it's not, they're not our portraits. They're theirs. Exactly. So that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, it sounds like this was a pretty profound experience for you coming back from a serious injury. So at what, you know, where did you go from here? Like, did you just, you know, come right, right to it and charge industry standards with Sue's business model? Like what happened from here? So, yeah, I've had a pretty good value when it comes to pricing because I didn't know any anything different like all the other photographers the other photographers that I was listening to they all just kind of went well first start work on your mastery get better at what you do and then the minute you get better at what you do up your prices because you're elevating everybody you're not just it's not just about you it's about if one person charges one price, you know, then it, it kind of, I mean, they're all different prices and you have to do it for, you, you know, price yourself to be in business or you price yourself to be out of business, simple as that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think with my, I mean, look, I'm not as expensive as Sue, like my portraits start at $180 each and they go up mm-hmm. from there. They get a bit cheaper as you get more of them. I don't have packages as such, like I don't, I don't add things like I don't have wall portraits in there. Everything's separate. You either do small, medium, or large, yeah. and then you add on things. And yeah, no, that's great. That's great that you have the packages plus the add-on. I think a lot of people do it, do it that way. That's how I do it as well. What What's your average sale right now, and what are you shooting the most of? So my average sale uh, would probably be about fifteen hundred dollars, which is my middle package, and that's for. 10 images, they work out 150 each. Yeah, that's great. So I started off with the Graphic Studio boxes, which are absolutely stunning, and the 8x10 in the 11x14 mats. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really gorgeous, but then I thought, you know what, it's really not me. Like if I look at my brand, I'm a bit of a, I, I call myself a part-time modern hippie. I love woods. I love natural things. I really love the way you've decorated your house. You've got my color palette for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I really love that kind of whites, golds, natural look. So I just, you know, went on a search and then I really decided that I wanted to keep my products as much as I could in my country and and put the money back into my economy. So I try and source products from here and I've got beautiful wooden boxes. I've got a smaller, I do the 5x7 prints and the 8x10 mats mm-hmm. for my brand. So I'm not paying as much for the boxes as if I went up a step. So I, that allows me to drop my prices a little bit. Uh, because I was doing a lot of families and whatnot, I wanted to make money, but I wanted them to be able to have something as well. You know, that was amazing that it was a great airline product, but keep my prices where I'm making money and and they're happy basically. After shooting the cats, getting back into photography and shooting the rescue cats, I started to do a lot of work for my local council. So lots of different functions, lots of different events 
for my community, for my local community, which has been great because I, I enjoy roaming around and just capturing moments as they're happening. And I'm not shy to talk to people and get them to look in the camera and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess for what I'm shooting now, it's pretty much half-half. I'm really grateful that I didn't throw out all my newborn stuff, but what I did do was really cut out any of the stuff that I, all the frou-frou, all the fancy stuff, because, I mean, as Sue says, you know, don't ever rule out a genre, you know, like just make it your own, bring it in and make it your own. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I do a lot of personal branding now. I've really, I've really learnt in May last year, I did Sue's transformation course. I really needed to, I needed to step up honouring myself and what I wanted and shutting out any negativity at all and just kind of really putting my money where my mouth is and backing myself. So I'd had a lot of learning to do and I really feel now that I have learnt the self-value that I can bring it out in other women I can and other guys as well, you know, like I, I really see the value of doing personal branding headshots and portraits now because, you know, it's more than just taking a photo of someone and them having a great representation of themselves. It's really about allowing them to be awesome and to come across as awesome and, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? I <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm still, you know, I, the jury's still out, but I really do love making people feel just like they can drop their guard and just really mm-hmm. be fabulous. Yeah. Well, and you were you were able to quit your admin office job, right? After yes. giving the the guy the tequila, you <laughs> you you were able to let that go and just continue on with both singing and photography, like two creative things that you love. Yeah, so I was doing I, I kept the singing and I went and studied for a year full time. And once the year was up, then that put the pressure on to really make photography work, and that's why I felt really mm-hmm. pressured to do the kids and families because I knew it was the hustle wasn't as hard. It was like people need those photos. They want them as where, you know, dealing with all the other stuff. It was just, it was just kind of easier for me. And then I had the corporate work going on the side as well. So, you know, I was, I was doing quite well, just spending way too much time trying to do it all. (laughs) Right, right. That happens sometimes. And then, okay, so as far as marketing goes, mm-hmm. so, okay, your council, I, in Australia, I wonder if they call it something different. I, I wonder if in the States it's like a chamber of commerce type thing. Is it where it's like a citywide type thing where businesses can get together and there's events and things that way? Is that what you're talking about? Mm, it's kind of a bit more like your local councils. So it's a, a body of people that look after your area. So it's not so much networking groups. Okay. So that's, yeah, I think that is similar to, I never joined my chamber of commerce and I'm kind of embarrassed that I don't know exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's very similar. I just want to make sure, because if it's been successful for you, I want to make sure that people understand where, you know, what it is. So, So tell me a little bit more about that. Has that helped your business quite a bit? Yeah. So I literally, I wrote an email to I don't know who I was writing to at the time, but I, and she's now become a really great friend. But I wrote an email saying I'd like to join my council. It's like a small for small businesses. You could join for a year. It's like three hundred bucks, and you go to any events that they have going on in your local area. And I said, look, I would really like to join. And then she just wrote back to me going, oh, what do you do? And I was like. I'm a photographer, but I'm I'm not working at the moment. I'm I'm just healing from some injuries. And she's like, oh, what happened? And then once she kind of knew what happened, she said, look, if you're happy to talk about what happened and you're happy to come and take some photos for us, we'll pay you and you don't have to pay for the membership. So she ended up giving me a job and featured me in their business networking paper. So I was very, very lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. And now I just, she's moved from different councils. So what happens when people are in councils and they take you on, if they move on to other councils, they, they take you with them. Mm-hmm. So basically you've got your your mayor. Do you guys have mayors of your local, you've got your local mayors? Yep. 
We sure do. Yeah, so I literally would do events with him and get his photo op and then he'd take off and then I photograph the rest of the event. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting and it's definitely an avenue for other people, especially if you're watching from Australia, to get in contact with your local councils and let them know what you do and and see if they need any help. Yeah, yeah. Has that been one of the primary sources for your referrals or what other ways are you getting your clients? Still from word of mouth, still from my first business. Mm, mm -hmm. So I get a lot of, I mean, you get a lot of replete clients that have had babies and then they're having their second babies. Other odd jobs, like my partner's a corporate video editor, so he's always throwing me different. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nice. It is actually nice. I mean, it can be very stress- stressful working alongside your partner, and I don't suggest it for everybody. But you know, that's <laughs> that, that's definitely been an avenue as well. And keeping in contact with the clients that I've had in the past, and just you know, especially when COVID hit, because we were all kind of freaking out, and literally that one day, I. It felt, I felt like my own stock market crash. I had about 10 emails come in, go, this, this job's cancelled, this job's cancelled, this job's cancelled, all your gigs are cancelled, all your council jobs are cancelled. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I just had to go, all right, well, I'm going to hit up some of the, my older clients that I've worked for. And if they need anything, is there anything you need photography for? And I had a couple of them come back with, you know, like one of my clients is an artist and I didn't even know that and he wanted his whole art catalogue photograph. So, you know, and that was a day's work and just pivoting. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Doing the old pivot. Yeah, lots of pivoting. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do have a question. So I know you said prior to your accident, you had kind of like dabbled in different business models, but you, mm-hmm. you know, you stayed with Sue for the self-value, you dabbled in different business models, then you had the accident, and then you came back to Sue's business model for, mm-hmm. you know, that's your business model. So for the clients who were your older clients, and maybe you weren't charging as much, mm-hmm. how did you work out giving them the new pricing? Because I know that's something that people struggle with when they do switch over to this this business model. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, and that, that's something I learned from the get-go, like, have your pricing kind of sort it out because it is harder to take it up than if you've come out of the the gate with what you want to charge. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I guess a couple of the clients I have honoured older pricing, which isn't too bad because my older, like my my average sale from my first business was probably around $1,200. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not losing a lot of Money, like I, I, to be honest with you, I'm just so grateful. I was an old chook when I got into photography, and I had the right education from the get go, and I didn't come out at a. I mean, there were definitely clients and people that wanted me to charge a lot less, and there are clients that I do charge less for in the corporate world, but not so much these days. Now I'm just like, this is how much I charge. You either want me or you don't, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. some of the some of the the past clients I will give a voucher to, so like maybe a $500 credit, but I just tell them, look, you know, it's been a while. I'm on my second um, incarnation of my business, so things have changed. You know, I'm still, I still give the same service, but I've got different products and I try and get them really excited about the products and what they what they can have and what they can have to own and what they can see visualized on their walls and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And, and you know, for people listening who haven't heard about the voucher system, that can be a really powerful tool for people who are switching their prices. It's like, here, here's a, a gift voucher for $100 or mm-hmm. $500, whatever it is that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. just so it's not such a sticker shock when your older client, <laughs> you know, your past client is like, oh, so you went from $300 to $1,200. <laughs> um, and, and as I always say, as Sue always says, it's like some clients are going to come with you and some aren't. And that is Okay. hundred percent. You know, it's, it's okay to move forward with that. So yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you have found sort of a balance there with all of that. And yeah, it's exciting. And I have a feeling I know with, with COVID things have gotten a little bit crazy with your, you know, corporate gigs and all of that. But, you know, I, I have a feeling it sounds like you have nailed things down now and you've had them nailed down for a little while and it's just going to keep growing it, you know, instead of 
being wishy-washy, which I think a lot of people go through with mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do this pricing and this and this and this. It's like, ah, like it just gets confusing and hard. And, and, you know, when I, when I was mentoring photographers, you know, through Sue Bryce education, that was the, one of the bigger questions is help me nail down a system. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the system that, you know, it can really be as easy as the package system on SBE mm-hmm. and, and going from there. It, it really can be. I mean, it is really hard. Like you really have to do it a few times and fail to get better at it. And you have to learn to shut up and you have to learn to <laughs> really value like the, the products because you spend, I mean, your outlay is a few hundred dollars on the get-go and then, you know, you've got to know your bills, you've got to know everything that you've got to do with that money. And, I mean, I look, I was not perfect at it. The first couple of sales, like, I literally, as Sue said, gave them the kitchen sink and a back rub and probably tucked their children to bed. <laughs> like, I, I mean, there are some clients I went to their house. Like there was one client in Newcastle, which is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. I went there. I did the shoot. I spent way too much time on editing. I took – I packed my little car. I took everything back, spent like two hours just, you know, talking before we even got down to business and – I just learned that I have to refine things and and realize that your your time is super valuable and you know but I still love I mean I still it's especially now like if people don't get in their brains now how important customer service is going forward because it's a different world now and I think customer service and going that extra mile and and really being in the moment with your clients it's going to win over money and other photographers. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of your stories and your journey with us. I had no idea that you had that accident and that you had to start over. And you know, I knew you were a beautiful singer, but um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really you. cool to hear your hear your story. And you know, I always ask. You know, I'm like, you're not done quite yet. I always <laughs> ask everyone the same four questions at the end of each episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you will answer those for us. Sure, go for it. Cool. Okay. So the first question is, what is one thing you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Okay. Well, I'm sitting in my studio right now and I guess it is the little three-tier Ikea trolley on wheels. Oh, yes. I have one of those too. (laughs) So good. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. I have the like, it's like a teal green sort of one. Oh, I love that color too. That'll go with your bar stools. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I love it. Okay, number two, how do you spend your time when you're not working? So I love anything that creates peace of mind. So obviously after my accident, I had a a lot of soul searching to do and I really had to fight for my peace of mind. and, And that meant, you know, a lot of reading. I love anything personal development, which is why I think I love Sue so much because she speaks my language and also watching her, what I love the most about Sue is watching her change and apply. Sue puts every mouth full of words into action. So, you know, that's just super inspiring. But um, making good food, making veggie jars. Oh, fun. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. pretty much anything, anything that's peace of mind building. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Uh, Sue's the state in which you dwell. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, that's it does. It defines everything. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're like women, we're hormonal. Yes. It's really hard to dwell in. It's really, <laughs> sometimes our states are just shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, and I just kind of, and I hear that quote and I think about that quote and I think, all right, well, I've got a choice. I know that I'm going through this right now. So it's up to me if I'm going to, I'm going to let it get to me for a certain amount of time and then, all right, what do I need to do to kick on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? Do you work on your self-value? Like if you're doing the education, if you're obviously, if you're watching this, join SBE education because it has absolutely everything. Like it's your one-stop shop. You don't need to go anywhere else for your photography training. It covers everything, sales, marketing, self-value, shooting, and the dog's box. Like it's, <laughs> it's absolutely everything. And 
you know, I think really hone your skills, get really good at what you do and work on both simultaneously like your self-value and your shooting because if you can get both of those up to speed at the same time, then when you do sales and marketing, it's it'll just come together. You won't even know how it'll come together. You just go, oh my God, okay, that all just makes sense now. So mastery, self-value. Yeah. I always kind of joke that, you know, that how people say like, oh, there's an app for that. I'm always like, oh, there's a video for that. When someone asks, like, is there a video about, or what about this on SBE? I'm like, there's a video for that. Like there's literally no stone left unturned when it came, when it came to the, the education on that website, I swear. It's pretty funny. And, you know, I've had the good fortune to do some moderating and to be a bit more a part of the back end. And I said, I put out to the universe, I said, I'd really love a job or I'd really love a, a practice where I can just share the love on social media and share my little sunflower and just, you know, and I kind of just started doing that. And I think from that, it's kind of morphed into a, a bit more of learning more about the back end of the education site. And I now, you know, I've done a bit of work and I actually get to break down more in depth of what Sue's teaching. So that's a real honor for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last question, number five. Where can we find you when people are looking for you online, Chris? At Chris R. Portraits. Simple as that. Easy peasy. It's K-R-I-S. Yes. I knew that. <laughs> it, it used to be Christy and then I became a big girl, so I <laughs> <laughs> cut off the T-Y. That's funny. My full name is Nicole, and I tried to be a big girl when I got my first school job. And I was, after like a week of them calling me Nicole, I was like, yeah, no, we're going to need to go back to Nikki. I am not, it's just not me. I don't care. 100%. <laughs> so that's funny. Although, Chris, I feel like it's, you know, I, I almost feel like it can be endearing. Like if I had a friend, Christy, I would probably end up calling her Chris anyway. So, yeah, it's what my mom used to call me. So I, I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time today. And I will see you online, of course. And yeah, really appreciate you coming on with me. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.